Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm your host, Andrew Loveliner, joined alongside my co-host, Dean McCollum. Uh, Campbell Klein is unfortunately absent for this recording session, but we had to get this out quick um, because uh, the NBA conference finals um, are starting soon and we wanted to give our predictions on who we think is going to be victorious in these series and end up playing for a, a, uh, a championship. Um I guess, Dean, we'll start with you. Um, we'll start in the Eastern Conference. We normally start in the West, but we're going to start in the East today. Um, so we got the Heat, the eighth seed, who took down the Bucks in round one. Uh, huge upset there. And then a smaller upset, I would say, against the Knicks in round two. And then we have the Celtics, who uh, beat the Hawks in round one pretty easily. And then hard-fought series in seven against... Um, Joel Embiid, James Harden, the 76ers. So, Dean, who do you like in this series um, to advance to the finals? Really quickly, before I start talking about the series, I just want to point out that it is an exact same copy of the conference finals from the bubble three years ago. We had the Heat versus the Celtics and also the Lakers versus the Nuggets. So that's pretty interesting. But I'm going to go with um, a reverse prediction for the Eastern Conference. I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics to take this one. Um I think it's going to be a super, super close series. Obviously, Miami, they've had a lot more rest than the Celtics because the Celtics are coming off a very, very close and narrow uh, series win versus the 76ers. The Heat, they played an injured Bucks team, didn't really have to go through much in that series. And the Knicks, I mean, the Knicks did give them a run for the mon- for their money at the end of the series, but the Heat handled them in six. So I, I, I think that there's a lot of interesting matchups. Obviously, Jimmy Butler being the great playoff performer he is, He's going to be on Jason Tatum probably all series long. And as we've seen throughout at least this year's playoffs, Jason Tatum has been super hot or cold, uh, super hot hit or miss in most games. I mean, he dropped, what, like 10 points in game six, but went off for 51 in game seven, the most anyone's ever scored in game seven. So it's going to be a very big testament for him, uh, whether or not he can keep his hot streak alive because he has been playing well Um uh, as of late for the Celtics. So I think he's going to be able to do it. I think the Celtics, they're probably the deepest team in the East uh, ever since out of all the teams uh, starting in the East for the playoffs. So I just think that they're going to be a little too much for the Heat and Jimmy Butler won't be able to do enough uh, to get his team back to the finals uh, like he had three years ago. So I'm going to say Celtics in seven, though. I think it's going to be super close. Um, Yeah, I, I agree with that pick. I think, I think in the end, the Celtics will win this series. I think it'll go at least six or seven. I think the home court is a big thing for the Celtics. They play much better at home. As we saw in game seven, they routed the 76ers at home in a must-win scenario. I feel like if they're at home in a must-win game, they're going to come out on top. Um, so if they don't win in six, I really like them in seven. I think the Heat will give them a run for their money, like you said. Um, the thing about the Heat is that you know, during regular season, they've been inconsistent, but in the playoffs, um, you know, they've been spot on. Their role players have been playing super well. You know, guys like Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, those guys carried them past the Bucks, um, and the Knicks. And obviously, Jimmy has been arguably the best player uh, in the playoffs so far. Um, but I think it's going to take a lot more than Jimmy just to beat the Celtics team, who has so many different defenders they can throw at him. Um I'm, I'm definitely looking for Bam to have a good series if the Heat want to win um, going up against uh, Robert Williams. I think, you know, Bam really took advantage of Mitchell Robinson in the Knicks series, and Robert Williams, I'd say, similar. 
uh, type, uh, similar archetype center as Mitch Robinson. So I think in order for the Heat to win, Bam's going to have to produce even more than he did. But I still like the Celtics. As you said, they're a deeper team and they just have the better player. I mean, I think Jason Tatum, you know, that's who you want taking the last shot. And I think especially if Jalen Brown can get it going too, I'm not sure who Miami, you know, this isn't like the Knicks where they're going to be able to, you know, double team Randall and Brunson. And, you know, you're kicking out to guys like, you know, Isaiah Hartenstein and Obi Toppin and Josh Hart on the perimeter who can't, you know, make it, make a three pointer to save their lives. I mean, the Celtics are kicking it out to a plethora of shooters, you know? So I think, I think it's going to be a much tougher matchup for the heat. And I like the Celtics advance to the finals. All right. So moving out West, um, I know you're probably pretty passionate about this matchup. So I'll let you, I'll let you go on here, but just to recap, um, the best team in the West in the regular season, the Nuggets, uh, you know, they easily beat the Timberwolves and then, you know, didn't really have much, much more of an issue with the four seated Suns um, in round two. They're playing obviously Los Angeles Lakers who dismantled the Grizzlies and then the Warriors um, in six games, both of those series, both teams have been playing super hot. So Dean, who do you think is going to win the series? Well, I've said in every single episode that when we've predicted the playoffs that the Lakers are, as long as the Lakers are in, I'm taking them. And obviously I'm still going to ride with my Lakers. I mean, I'd say right now, I feel like the Lakers are the most talked about team that is on the hottest streak. I would say, I think that they are picking up so much steam. Obviously it was a very highly um, touted series versus the Grizzlies. A lot of media surrounding that situation, which really sort of lit the flame even more for the Lakers and then beating the defending champions on top of that definitely has a lot of momentum going uh, in favor of the Lakers. So, I mean, I know that Denver is going to be by far the toughest series uh, versus the Lakers. Obviously, probably the best player in the NBA right now, Nicole Jokic, he's going to be playing. It'll be very interesting to see him being guarded by a finally fully healthy Anthony Davis. Um, I'm really intrigued to see if Den- what Denver is going to do, maybe try and bring AD out to get easy buckets inside. Uh, because obviously it's going to be pretty tough for them to just have a uh, complete paint battle between AD and Jokic. I think Anthony Davis, the way he's playing right now, defensively, at least he's going to win that. Uh, But at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to depth. Uh, I think the Lakers have either the best or second best depth after the Celtics out of the four teams remaining. Any of their players, literally, like the Lakers probably have like six guys who can give them 20. So, I mean, if you think about it like that, like the Lakers just have so much depth. I know there are a bunch of different uh, other matchup nightmares. I mean, who's going to guard MPJ? Who's going to guard Jamal Murray? Uh, who's going to guard Aaron Gordon? The Nuggets sort of have a very, like, they have a flexible team. They can they have a lot of guys who can move around, which will be tough for Darvin Ham to sort of coach his team around and try and decide what the best situation is. But I still think the Lakers are going to take the series. I'm going to take the Lakers in six only because um, I just can't see – any team right now, the way the Lakers are playing, maybe this is a little biased, take the Lakers to seven, at least. Um, I think as if the Lakers steal one in Denver, I think it's over because the Lakers are, uh, I, I'm not sure if they're the only team, but they haven't lost um, at home yet during the playoffs. So I think if they steal one in Denver, it's going to be really tough, but I'm going to say it right now, if Denver goes up 2-0, I changed my prediction of Lakers in seven, but I'm hoping that the Lakers steal one in Denver and can finish the series in six. Okay, uh, yeah, pretty good analysis there from an extremely biased Lakers fan. Um, I, I'm, I'm think I'm gonna have to agree with you here. I think, I think 
I think this series is going to go seven. I think that the Lakers, though, despite Denver's great home court advantage, I think could win a game seven win or go home with the way they've been playing. I think both of these two teams have gotten like um, great contributions, obviously from their stars, but from their benches um, and from their role players. Um, I feel that like, I think the Nuggets top to bottom have played the best in the playoffs. It seems like they haven't really had much trouble and they've protected home court. They haven't lost a game at home yet, I don't think, in these playoffs. So I think that just goes without saying that they it's going to be tough for the Lakers to steal one of those first two, like you said. I think if the Lakers go down 2-0, I'm not sure they can recover from that. I think at that point we're talking Nuggets in six or Nuggets in seven. But if the Lakers can just take one, I like them um, – in in six or seven as well um i think anthony davis is going to be the key to the series for the lakers because Jokic has you know no offense to rudy gobert but like he can't move with Jokic, and then towns is just a, a horrific defender that's just a known thing um and then it's not like deandre Ayton. i mean he missed time in the series and he wasn't it didn't even look like he was trying and even if he was trying i'm not sure he could have done anything Jokic is playing like the best player in the league, frankly, right now. Um, he's proving his case why he should have won MVP. Um, and, you know, they're going to be tough to beat. You know, Jamal Murray's had his had his nights. Michael Ward Jr.'s had his nights. Um, KCP, Revenge Series against the Lakers. He's been shooting the ball really well. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is kind of like, you know, when Brady was, you know, winning that Super Bowl, that last Super Bowl with the Bucs. Like, it's just hard to, you know, bet against LeBron. Like, LeBron seems to always find a way. Like I thought, you know, I thought the Grizzlies had a really good chance to take down the Lakers. Lakers went six. I was convinced the Warriors were going to get hot all of a sudden. Um, maybe I was just too high on the Kings. Um, but, you know, Lakers easily handle them. So we'll see here. I think this go, definitely goes six or seven. And I, I'm honestly more excited to watch this series than the other series because I think, I think, you know, I think the Celtics, you know, they might take care of business very quickly i hope not but i think this series is between the lakers and the nuggets is destined to go far um and yeah it's gonna be some great basketball um, i just want to say one more thing drew um i also another reason this isn't related to any like prediction but i just think that the nba is going to try and script celtics lakers in the finals and then well, i mean that's like a known thing yeah, yeah like i i just think that's going to happen playing like, for the who has think, the most championships yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think that's good. I another thing that I realized is like LeBron could get his fifth title, but like all of the other teams like have like the Nuggets. I don't remember the last time they won, but like if Jokic gets an MVP, like he could be regarded as like one of the best centers of all time. Like in if a not final, the finals MVP. And a championship. Yeah. Yeah. And if Jimmy Butler leads this team to a chip, I mean like that's incredible. Tatum could get his first ring or LeBron could just get number five. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I, I'm really excited to see the Lakers series because Jokic has just been able to do whatever he wants in this playoffs. And I think if AD's like truly locked in, he can really pose problems for Jokic, which is what he did in the bubble. Um, and I'm curious to see if the Lakers put AD at the four and play him with another center. Maybe they bring out Mo Bamba or someone or someone else in the front court because the thing is like if Jokic is just eating up and like just eating up davis like on the perimeter you know anthony davis with his health issues you don't want him guarding someone on the perimeter for 
like 35, 40 minutes a game. You want him by the basket. That's where he excels at defense. So maybe they put a smaller guy on Jokic and force him into the paint, or maybe they, you know, they get out Mo Bamba or one of these other centers. I'm not sure, but I mean, it's honestly, I, I didn't see the Lakers making it this far, but you know, they've been good. All right. Um, so I think I think that'll wrap it up for our, our finals predictions. We both have Lakers Celtics. Um, and then we can hopefully hopefully our predictions are right, and then we can debate on who we think will uh end up becoming the uh franchise leader in NBA championships. Um, but quickly before we wrap this episode up, we just wanted to discuss some recent news still in the NBA world regarding uh John Morant who's been in the news a lot lately. Dean, I know you might have something to say about this. Um, I don't know much about what's going on with him, but I think you do, so you can enlighten us all. So, oh, wait, so you have no idea what happened with Jaw? Like, I know what happened, but I just, like, saw a notification. I didn't really, like, read about it. Or I didn't oh, see, like, so you didn't see the video or anything? No. Okay, so basically, if you've been following the NBA, um, earlier in the season, Jaw Moran, it was a huge storyline. Uh, he was caught... Um, I'm not sure if it was on Instagram Live or it was just on the security cams of some uh, club, but he had, uh, oh, it was on Instagram Live. It was on Instagram Live and he was holding the gun um, up to the camera. He went to like a rehabilitation uh, program for a week. He was away for the team uh, from the Grizzlies for a few weeks. And then he came back, had an interview with Jalen Rose saying how he's like, that's not who he is and stuff like that. Right. So everyone thought that was sort of over. Um, and then all of a sudden yesterday, he was caught again on another Instagram live with a gun uh, flashing it um, on camera. So I was just wondering like what you think is going to happen to him because he's, he's gone to this rehab program. He said, he's like, that's not who he is. That's not the type of person he is. He doesn't own any guns. And like, this is the second time it's happened in the past three months, which is kind of, it's kind of crazy because like there's just, it's, I feel like it's super unnecessary. So I was just wondering like, I know it's the off season, so it might be hard for him to like get anything more than just a big fine. But do you think like the Grizzlies are going to do anything about it? Do you think he's going to get suspended to start the season? I was just wondering what you thought was going to happen. Well, I saw something that said that he's suspended indefinitely or something from, but but that was by the Grizzlies, not by the NBA. So I like, I don't know if it's up to the Grizzlies or the NBA. Like, I feel like the NBA could step in and be like, you're going to miss half the season because of this. And that would, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens at this point, because this is now the second time this is happening. If the NBA doesn't impose anything, it's not in the Grizzlies' best interest to have their best player suspended for half. Like, maybe they want to be courteous and have him suspended for like a week, or maybe the Grizzlies just make him pay a big fine, which would help them actually if Jaw pays a fine because he would just be paying them the money that they're, the massive amounts of money they're paying him for his contract extension. Um, but I mean, I think the league is going to have to step in at this point and it sucks because he's one of the, he's one of the brightest young players in the league right now, but you know, he has off court court issues. That's clear at this point. I think the NBA will step in. He's definitely going to miss games. I just don't know how many games it will be. I'm not sure how much, you know, pull he has within the NBA circles. I don't know whether he's liked or not by the league office, but it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, if he, if he misses some time, I mean, the Grizzlies, you know, the Grizzlies have actually been good without John Morant in the past, but still like that team is significantly worse. Um, I, I still don't think he'd be suspended for more than like half the season though. 
Um, so I still think they'd get a chance to like make the playoffs and stuff next year, but definitely an interesting story to follow. Um, I saw the other thing I saw about that was Stephen A. Smith said that RJ Barrett was the best pick of that draft, um, which I find ironic because Stephen A. Smith literally um, on Friday when the Knicks were eliminated, sadly, he made a video saying that RJ Barrett is not ready for the bright lights that he shot one for 10 in game seven and he has a lot of work to do in the off season and he's not built for the moment and then the very next day proceeds to say that he's the best pick of the 2019 draft which features zion who he says you know can't say healthy which i'm not going to argue that and jaw with the off the field issues um i just think i think that just i think that's pretty ironic i mean the hypocrisy is crazy with that man but nevertheless uh I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this Jaw situation plays out. And I mean, like now, now that you bring that up, because I didn't even hear the Stephen A. Smith stuff about RJ. Like, it's actually interesting you say that because if you actually go through the 2019 draft, like Zion, can you really call him the best player in the draft? No, he's been injured for like God knows how long. Jaw, obviously, I mean, he's been great. He hasn't done anything in the playoffs outside of the regular season. Obviously, now with the off the court issues. I mean. If you think about it, I think RJ Barrett's gotten the farthest out of everyone other than Tyler Hero. And also, and also RJ Barrett had a great, like, he didn't have a phenomenal postseason, but if you look at his numbers, he averaged like, I think he averaged like 22 in the postseason or something like that. Definitely like that's gets overshadowed by a lot of the bigger names in the class too, like Darius Garland and. Actually, I do, I do want to look up um, what is that? Because, like, he didn't show up in game seven, but like he also showed up in most games this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think, I think you can, oh yeah, he averaged 20 points in these playoffs. I, I feel like, you know, Zion hasn't participated in the playoffs. Joe hasn't made it past the second round. Garland's first taste of the playoffs. I mean, I, I actually, I think Garland is severely underrated in the NBA, but his first taste of the playoffs did not. Oh, I mean, Jordan Poole has won a championship, but I mean, he. Jordan Poole has won championship. And by the way, as a, traded. Prom- as a prominent player on the team too, I don't know what happened to him this postseason, but he was a vital piece to that team. Yeah, that was very unlike him to not show up like Hero, that. Hero obviously has had some some big experience. It was the bubble, but still, I mean, it's a... a we're looking at the same final four as the bubble so i feel like there wasn't too much fluke uh stuff going on there yeah but, i mean it's, it's an interesting thing i mean i mean um, you, I, I guess you could make an argument for i mean for rj to be at least top three isn't a stretch at all to say because of just like the controversy that's gone on um yeah throughout the draft class at least yeah i mean i know yeah yeah, but, yeah. um if that's all, then that'll do it for, I guess I can close this out. That'll do it for this week's episode of At The Buzzer. Make sure you follow us on whatever uh, podcast listening platform you're listening on. And just stay tuned for our finals predictions uh, that'll come out after these series finish. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.